Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. It was a momentous weekend in rugby and in sport in New Zealand over the weekend with the opening games of Rugby World Cup 2021. You've got to get your head around that, even though it's 2022. Uh, Joining us now, she's part of the social media team with Rugby World Cup, a former award-winning journalist with Newsroom. She's part of the Rugby Play Association. She wears 15,000 hats. But today she's our World Cup rugby reporter, um, possibly the most successful Stanley out of the Stanley Rugby Stable. It is Ashley Stanley. G'day, Ash. Hi, Steph. How are you? What an introduction. Oh, look, I should I'll... come on here more often to get boosted. Yes, there you go. There you go. Now, you you were on the ground. Let, let's cover off the Eden Park Day, the, the spectacle, the triple header, the Black Ferns, the launching of the Rugby World Cup. Just encapsulate that experience for us on Saturday. Honestly, Steph, it was historical. And it, like I know a lot of people have been saying that, but it was a true like magnificent moment in our history to actually be a part of what just over 35,000 people at Eden Park for that occasion was just, it was momentous. Like I, I was absolutely fizzing to be a part of something like that. And everybody around us was exactly the same. I don't think they could have asked for anything better to be honest around uh, you know opening a rugby world cup like that and then I headed up uh, to Whangarei on Sunday and managed to top it off with a beautiful display of three another three games of rugby different atmosphere but again it was still it was you had to pinch yourself really to be a part of something like that over the weekend so hopefully a lot of other people will get out now and, and see the rest of the rest of the tournament. What was the difference between the two days? Because Auckland's the big centre, the cosmopolitan, the fireworks, the laser shows, the the recording artists and all of that, and then Whangarei, the community feel. Did they have um, markedly different feels to them as um, spectacles? That's exactly, you hit the nail on the head really. So Auckland was very much that, and I think they were gearing up for that. It was it was a beautiful grand kind of experience and then when you went to Whangarei it was very it felt right though do you know what I mean like it felt right for both occasions and both places like Auckland was a very much of an Auckland kind of theatre theatrical performance kind of um, event and then you went to Whangarei and you're, you're right it totally felt like a community based thing people could you know we were getting dropped off even though the roads were cone, coned off you could still park up and the people were friendly enough to let you sit there and wait for you wait for your person to come and get you. So it was, you know, had the gravel kind of like set up and Lady Six performed as well on the on their makeshift um, stage. But I felt like a very, I still felt like it was very Whangarei and very, it probably was better that it was, that they didn't try and do mm-hmm. an Auckland style kind of set up. It, it was actually really fitting for the, for the location and they were just themselves. It was, but honestly, the fans in Whangarei, the US fans, amazing. Welsh supporters as well. Everybody came and it just really felt like, I know it sounds really cliche, but the hashtag family reunion, it really felt like that in both Auckland and Whangarei. Yeah, because it's really special. I don't know if you've ever been to an, uh, an event overseas and a New Zealand team is playing it and you go along and you support your team away from mm. home. It, it's a really special feeling and I feel like the, the pockets and the communities of, of Italians and Canadians and Scots and Aussie will turn out and support their teams and that creates an atmosphere in itself. 
It really does. And it really, like the groups that we spoke to as part of like the social media team for Spark Sport, it was, it was very much that like half of them hadn't probably followed the women's rugby team, but they were there supporting very patriotic their, their team. So the Italians were the same. We, we met a couple of Japanese people that were there. And then you had the Welsh supporters who we met and they had actually traveled the world to all of the rugby world cups. And it was a really great one to come down to New Zealand to support their women's team. Um, but, you know, everyone was actually there just to have fun and support. You didn't have, I know it sounds really bad, and I, I don't like comparing it to the men's, you know, tournaments, but it was very, very friendly and family environment. So there wasn't any drunk people or, or you know, mm-hmm. spectators that were kind of ruining it for the masses. It did have, you know, you had your kids' zones, you had people being able to make poi. You know, you had the you, you had the other stations that were doing um, competitions with the rugby balls and stuff. So it actually did feel really great, and it did feel like when you work. So like, I was lucky enough to go to the twenty nineteen Rugby World Cup, and it was a great feel because you had heaps of pockets of people and community supporting their teams. It it was very much the same both in Auckland um, and Whangarei for that. And to be honest, there was quite a lot of supporters probably for the Fijian team too for mm. Fijiana in Auckland. So it was it was. Amazing. Yeah, the Fijian rugby supporters are up there with the best. They don't stop singing. They don't stop waving the flags. I absolutely love them. Had, had a lot of experience with them uh, on the seventh circuit. They they are wonderful. Um, now, part of your role, well, your role with the Rugby World Cup, social media with Spark Sport, as you mentioned, so you get to mix and mingle with the teams. I don't know how many you've got around, um, but what's the feeling with, with We've heard a lot from the Black Ferns camp, and that mm-hmm. is amazing. I wanted to focus on some of the other teams about their excitement levels, um, their gratitude, their, their whatevers at being a World Cup representing their nations. Who have you been able to spend some time with? I was really lucky, actually, as part of the Spike Sports team. So we were part of the content capture days, like, last weekend, so before ahead of the tournament, and um, four players from each um, side came through. And so managed to meet them. So, and honestly, Steph, they were... Again, not wanting to compare, but they were they were they were wonderful and they were upbeat and everyone was excited and I think the main kind of messages or feelings that the players were having outside of the Blackburns, but also including the Blackburns, was that real I can't believe we get to play a rugby world cup in New Zealand. Like the home. They were so but everyone's buzzing like, Oh, you know, this is the nation of um, rugby is this this is your main sport and we just cannot believe that we get to play here. Um, and and to be to be honest, I was a little bit skeptical in the sense that I was thinking, oh no, I hope I hope the crowds show up in that sense mm. um, for our women, and they did. And and the players would have been, and they mentioned it after afterwards with a couple of the interviews that we had to do through Mix Zone. They they all mentioned that like the hype and excitement that they were getting from the crowd to be able to perform in, in front of something and and something like that. They were they were amazed with, and they were. They said their performances definitely reflected the amount of support that they had. Um, so I managed to get a few, fair few of them, and that's basically what they're, they're just privileged and lucky to be here. But they also want to perform on the field. So they were disappointed the ones that did lose over the weekend, but they were happy to try and go back, tweak what they wanted to work on, and then hopefully come back this weekend a lot better. 
Um, a little story for you. I sit next to a wonderful woman uh, when I'm setting up the show called Paula, and she said to me, "That's the first game of women's rugby she's ever watched, and she's watched mm. the she's watched the All Blacks for years and years." And she said she was shocked about how how much she loved it, about the skill level, and how. The game never stops. It's just go, 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 go. There's no mucking around at scrums and lineouts and injuries and fake injury, and it's just go, go. She absolutely loved it, and in 80 minutes, she's now sold. And it's it's past the novelty thing. It's past you know woman want equality and woman want. It's now it's a standalone sport with high skill level, high dedication, professional in some areas as well. We're gonna we're gonna make lots of ground in women's rugby over the next couple of months. Eh? I think that's what probably excites me the most in terms of I was happy with the on field performances because we have a I've watched you know the games before so. It wasn't surprising in that sense that their skill level was up there, especially for some of the nations who probably aren't yet professional, like 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 your England's. Um, but so that one that was was great because I was like, oh, that's cool. That the spectacle, the on-field spectacle, was great for the you know for the people who who may not have watched the women's rugby before. And to be honest, and staff, you'll notice it's probably a good chunk of half of Eden Park, right? Mm. And to be able to get that as your first first experience and the Blackburn's Haka, like the best you probably would have been able to um, witness, was amazing. But for me, like always, I've always said, it's the off-field kind of impact that is that people I don't think have truly recognised yet. And I think the weekend actually probably did tip it because the kind of powerful messages that that sends to, to generations and, and people now is, is just so... You just can't you can't capture that in terms of like your measurements of success. Like there is people now that are going to be talking about those kinds of experiences, like your friend Paula, um, who are going to now be able to be like, oh, actually, I am going to tune into the women's rugby, and they're just going to be eventually, and and you know this kind of tournament, a year's time, two years time, it's just going to become the norm, and that's what I'm most excited about is that we probably won't need to be pushing as much to be like women in sport, women in sport, it would just be something that happens and mm. Eden Park will always be sold out when we have our Blackburns playing there. You know, like it's, it's that is what excites me the most is that the power off the field is just, oh, it just makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, and the, num- and the number of kids in the stands and the, and this is, mm. this is a real proving point for me was, I think it was like, 20 bucks or 30 bucks for an adult at Eden Park and five bucks for a kid. So that took away the financial burden um, that might have put the the roadblock in, in the way. Kids want to go and watch. I met a family on Friday. We were doing a broadcast out of Andy's Burgers and Bars, and there was a family there from Australia, and their two girls play rugby. They're 10 and 15. They play rugby in Melbourne in boys' teams because there's no girls' teams, and they begged mm. their parents to come over here and watch the World Cup, so they came, and they're here for the World Cup, which I think is amazing. And these these girls actually got one of them on the radio, the 10-year-old, mm. and she is so driven to be to play for Australia. But her number one goal is to make rugby accessible for girls in Australia and the World Cup's doing that for not only New Zealand but for Australia. So I feel like the message and the effect of this World Cup is going to be far-reaching uh, for a wee while. Oh, honest, that's it. Like, that's a beautiful story. Everyone's been saying that. We had 
you know, Blackburn's merchandise was actually available. So the girls coming through to get site signatures off them were in their full Blackburn's kit. <laughs> and it's not like we're talking about it now, but, you know, in two, three years' time, it's going to be, hopefully, it's going to be the norm. And to be able to get convince your parents, like, I want to go to the Women's Rugby World Cup, I want to go to see them, <laughs> and to come over for a holiday, that's what, these are the kinds of messages. And collectively, that's one story of many that we've heard, collectively it's going to shift. It's going to, it's, there is going to be a shift. So I'm just, that's what, that's what I'm, that's what I'm most excited about because it is, it's, it's for our, it's for our babies, right? It's just make sure that not only the women can get access to, to play sport, but that your boys can also see that that's the norm, that they, they can have their sisters and their aunties or the women in their lives, that, 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 that that's a career path that they can actually sustain and they can actually try and go for. So I think all around, both all of our babies will be in a better place because of that. Mm. And lastly, on the field, um, by crikey, England look frighteningly good, don't they? <laughs> we, we've got a, I feel like we've got a long way to go to catch them. We've still got a few games, but it's going to have to be rapid. England looks scary good. I think English, but but I think the Fijiana actually proved that that's possible to get around them. You know, like we said, and of course they're, they're going to be good. They're, they're one of the teams that went professional after the 2017 World Cup. So that again goes to show if you invest in your women and you invest in your teams, of course they're gonna you're going to get the rewards on the field. Um, but Fijiana actually held them out. Like the scoreline at half time was actually quite decent. It was just they probably got a bollocking at half time and told to run across. <laughs> the field so they you know, a little bit tired tired tiring them out but I feel like there was clinks in there that you could possibly be taking note of and, and I'm sure the coaches from the other teams especially Wayne Smith will be like okay they are they are beatable yes they're scary in terms of they're drilled and their set pieces but actually you know on any kind of day in a rugby world cup you'll know the staff anything can happen mm. you know there can be upsets <laughs> there will be performances that people teams put out that you're actually like oh that's actually kind of like it's possible so yes scary good but then their match against France next week will be amazing to watch just to see how how far they've have actually come to especially after Six Nations yeah um, I've read my tea leaves and uh, they <laughs> they said England Black Ferns final Eden Park can you imagine Oh, honestly, it would be like people need to get their tickets now, right? That's like my sister was like, "Do you think that the final's going to sell out?" And I was like, "Yes, of course it is. After that opening, it will." And 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 if you know the if we do get if we finish first with our pool and the others like go in line, then yes, it will be. It will definitely be looking like something like that. Maybe I don't want to like drink it, but if you do all your calculations, that would just be amazingly epic to finish on. So, well, you know, anyone can be there, but, oh, man, an England-New Zealand final at Eden Park. <laughs> I know. It's so cool. Hey, Ash, I know you're busy uh, holding down two jobs uh, plus uh, a third job with three kids. I don't know how you do it, mate. <laughs> Just Family support. Yeah, that's it. That is it. Thanks for joining us today, Ash. Really appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Steph. Have a good one. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.